From Hagerstown, Maryland, the Associated Builders and Contractors of Cumberland Valley bring you another podcast. Today, we're going to be sitting in with Andrew Yort Michelle from Tradesman International in Hagerstown and talking to him about how Tradesman International and their customers and clients are handling the COVID-19 pandemic. So let's join in the conversation. So, Andrew, what are you seeing on the job sites that you guys have employees on and the job sites you're visiting um, with all of the daily changing um, recommendations and regulations that are coming out uh, to keep the employees and the public safe? Um, what are you seeing contractors and employees do um, on job sites to try to keep, uh, keep everybody safe from the COVID-19 uh, pandemic? Yeah, thank you, Amos. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in construction right now, and, and it's actually, uh, it's pretty amazing to see everybody coming together, uh, but there's always been that fine line between production and safety. And I think right now, more than ever, safety is coming first. And a lot of our partners, a lot of the contractors that we're blessed to be able to work with daily um, have been changing how they're doing things on the job site. They've adapted to social distancing very well. Um, you know, they're, they're instead of, you know, a journeyman and an apprentice, you're seeing a lot of journeymen doing, you know, some of the more challenging tasks on their own. Um, the apprentices are following behind to kind of clean things up. Uh, but you're seeing a really good balance of social distancing and just, you know, ultimately trying to protect the person they're working next to and keeping them safe as well. Are you seeing any types of shortages or, or job sites getting shut down because they can't find enough hand sanitizer, enough mask, uh, or, you know, they don't have enough soap? Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of our job sites um, have been shut down because there's been some exposure. Um, and I think these contractors have done a really good job of uh, identifying the issues early on shutting down the job, bringing in cleaning crews, isolating those areas, doing a deep clean of everything, and then taking some time to be able to start back and stagger back as they bring people back onto the job sites. Uh, Material-wise, as far as cleaning stuff, I haven't seen a big shortage in that regard uh, because a lot of these contractors are letting people use um, you know, homemade items like face masks and things like that. Um, and I know it came up uh, the other day when we were talking, but you mentioned the, the homemade face mask. There's tons of places out there you can get uh, designs on how to make them from home. But the, the one key thing um, I can't help but to mention is that we want to make sure um, everybody listening understands that, you know, these face masks that we wear are, are specifically to protect us against COVID-19, but not to protect us against dust or anything of that nature. Um, you know, when we're getting into those types of jobs, you still have to wear a, you know, a respirator or whatever is prescribed by your, uh, by your employer. What about equipment? Are, are you seeing uh, anything happening out there on the job sites uh, with uh, cleaning of equipment or clean down of, of, uh, of uh, community tools and things like that? Yeah, again, I mean, our contractors are great contractors and they're definitely taking care of the people that are on their jobs daily. Um, I'm seeing, you know, as with just general checks of the equipment to make sure it's in good working order, they're also coupling that with uh, uh, desanitizing everything or sanitizing everything and making sure that it's um, good to go and that there is no virus still on the surface of any of that material. Um, they're using wipes, they're using sprays, they're using cloths that they're, you know, then throwing away. They're doing everything to protect these guys and keep the virus at bay. 
Now, with all of that being said, we have all of these things going on. We're doing everything we can uh, to protect the employees as well as anybody else that may come in contact with them. What, are they, what do you think, what are you hearing from the employees? How are they feeling about going to work every day, um, being deemed essential, um, working while everybody else is not? And are they scared? Are they, uh, you know, what, what seems to be the feeling that you're hearing coming back from the employees? Yeah, so I mean, you know, Tradesman's in a unique position where we work with so many different contractors across so many different trades um, that we get to see it from a very broad scope. And, you know, we do have some fear with our employees, you know, that do they want to be on a job site that has been exposed, even though it's been disinfected? You know, probably not. Um, are they willing to do it because they're essential employees and they have to provide for their families? Yes. Um, one of the biggest things that we've identified is the anxiety and the fear with those workers early on. Um, so actually daily, we have lengthy conversations with each and every one of our employees. We pick up the phone, we see how they're doing, we see what's changed on the job site every day. Um, we're still visiting our job sites to kind of give our guys, maybe I'd say a metaphorical pat on the back right now. Uh, but, you know, we're doing anything that we can to kind of keep them in it and keep their, you know, mind frame where it's supposed to be. And that's, that's on getting through these jobs, making an income, taking care of their company, and taking care of those employees around them. Have you, have you guys seen an increase in business or a decrease in business um, as far as the number of people you have out there working? Well, I think with any, uh, anybody in construction right now, we have seen a a decrease right now. And in fact, we've, we've actually seen our, our working employee number cut in half. Uh, okay. A lot of our does come out of South PA. Um, and with those jobs being shut down, you know, we have a lot of contractors specifically in our area that work in a quad state market. And with PA being shut down, it frees up a lot of their own internal staff to be able to, you know, fill their jobs in, in Maryland, fill their jobs in West Virginia and Virginia. Um, so yeah, we did feel a pretty big hit there. Um, but we also see the other side of the tunnel and it looks like construction is going to come raging back here in Q3. So we're prepared for that. What about, and this has been a tough question, uh, for everybody. What about, uh, the employees? Maybe you have a, a great craftsman, um, let's say it's a carpenter and they have been, uh, you know, maybe they're 60 years old and they're still working. Um, but at that age, um, what they're telling us from the CDC and other sources is that uh, folks over 55 are at a higher risk. Have you made any changes to where you place um, employees by their risk level of, uh, of getting or of having adverse uh, reactions to COVID-19? Have you guys had to do anything along those lines? You know, I, I think um, Anytime we're putting a, an employee out to work, we take everything into account from their safety to their production to the fit for the scope of work requested. Um, so, you know, for us, it's always been a matter of matching the person up to the right job. Um, if somebody is, you know, um, older, obviously we would never discriminate against their age, but we don't want to put them in a position where they'd be at higher risk if that answers that question. You know, really just ABC members as a whole, um, you know, we get to work with everybody, whether they're with the ABC or not. And I can see that the ABC members themselves are doing a, a far better job of protecting their employees and being a little bit more prepared um, on site. And they're doing things in a safer way. And we really appreciate that from the ABC community. 
I guess, what would be the most unique thing that you've seen come out of uh, all of the new regulations? Um, have you guys learned anything about your own business? Um, you know, uh, is it is it easy to operate uh, your business remotely? What what changes have you guys had to ha had to overcome? Yeah, I mean, working remote uh, was a challenge early on, but I actually think um, it's it's going to be a benefit. I think morale is actually starting to come back because we're not grinding away in the office all day. Uh, you know, you get to break it up. You get to see your family more. You know, everybody's from from tradesmen anyways, working from home. So it's nice to have that work-life balance back. Um, I think it's been, a, it's been a benefit. And I think going forward, I think tradesmen as a whole could be one of those companies that could benefit from a hybrid work schedule where we're some days in the office, some days from home. Absolutely. That's one of the things actually we're looking at is ABC. Obviously, the the training portion, there are some portions of that that have to be done somehow in person. Um, but we're, we're along those same lines that we believe um, we're probably going to end up being a hybrid workforce, um, keeping everybody working from uh, from home. Um, you know, maybe even upwards of 80 to 90 percent of the time. Um, and, and I think it does a lot of things. Um, one of the interesting facts is that if you look at the actual flu, the influenza numbers, um, they're actually way, way down. Um, and yeah. the reason they're so far down is because everybody's staying home and, and people weren't getting as sick. So there, there might be some long-term benefits, um, not only to that work-life balance. Um, one of the other things that comes up, though, um, is along those lines, there are certain jobs like construction that can't be done remotely. Um, and, uh, you know, so, uh, have you guys, you, you're making job site visits, um, giving the virtual pat on the back and all of those types of things. Um, overall, I guess, you know, have you had to increase the frequency of which you've had safety meetings? How are you conducting those safety meetings? Cause you guys used to do safety meetings in person, like with the group. How are you accomplishing yeah. those same safety goals, but doing it virtually? Sure. So, you know, Tradesman has made some adjustments to our uh, safety training, our toolbox talks, uh, safety reviews, roundtables, all of it. Um, and one of the biggest things that we've done is, is we've actually made it virtual. Um, so instead of just doing a, an introduction from our employee to the contractor, trying to communicate that verbally over the phone, connecting the foreman, connecting the employee through three-way phone calls. Um, we're using area conference numbers so that we can have toolbox talks. Um, we're doing safety reviews. But again, the biggest thing is how many resources and how many man hours we've actually taken as a company to put towards calling our guys and actually having real conversations with them. It's about safety. It's about what's going on with their family. How's their personal life being affected by the virus? Doing everything we can to retain the employee and then keep them safe. I mean, communication is everything. So lastly, what would your recommendation be? Because you guys are in a unique position. You work with many, many contractors out there. And, um, you know, I, I, some contractors are bigger. They have more resources and they're able to react very quickly. And they have a safety director on site. Smaller yeah. contractors might be growing and maybe they're coming to you guys to get labor. What it would be your recommendation in these times with reopening of construction in Pennsylvania, um, continued uh, construction and new recommendations coming from Maryland next week. 
what would be your recommendation um, from what you have seen, what would be your recommendation to the contractors as well as what would be your recommendation to state and local governments as they're reopening to kind of think about? Well, one of the biggest things, and, and this does tie completely into our model here, but construction as a whole has a bell curve. Um, you know, you're, you, you find time where your workload doesn't match um, your, you know, your workforce. Um, and staying optimized at all points in time is extremely important. And as things start to reopen, uh, we don't know if regulations are going to be increased, decreased. We don't know if there's going to be a new order that's coming out, if they're going to say, hey, there's a, a, a chance of this virus um, coming back around a, a second time. Um, and because of that, we don't want our contractors to start bringing people back from unemployment. We don't want them to uh, bring back the fat. We want them to stay lean and mean and, and slowly start adding people back to their roster um, based on the regulations that the, the states are giving out. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we conclude? Yeah, just, um, you know, again, from a safety perspective, uh, from a, you know, a longevity perspective for our contractors businesses, you know, we do have to also take a look at, you know, what the economic uh, changes will be like because of this virus, you know, are there long-term effects to the U.S. economy? Um, you know, chances are yes. I mean, a lot of signs do point to a recession right now. It could get even worse. Um, so we just want to make sure that they understand what their true core number is for, for operating their business and making sure that they stick very close to that throughout this time until we really know what the other side of the tunnel looks like. Um, because it could change at any moment. We could get another wave of this and all of a sudden we're shut back down and those employees they bring back are going to be laid off again. Um, so just be careful, be safe, and make sure that they're doing the right decision for the business and for their employees. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast from the Associated Builders and Contractors of Cumberland Valley. If you'd like more information about us, please check our website at abccvc.org. Until next time, thanks. Thanks.